Glory to God. Glory to God. I uh, give you a scripture here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 20 through 26. Um, I did want to tell you this that my wife said, now don't preach, don't preach a long time. And, uh, well, it's okay. I don't have a problem with that, you know. She keeps me in line. And that's not throwing her under the bus or anything. But uh, she uh, she told me a story of uh, a preacher that he he preached for about an hour and a half one time. And his wife said, uh, Honey, you need to watch this. She said, Now, next Sunday, she said, I, uh, I'm going to give you a search. And uh, when you start to preach, put it in your mouth. Suck on that search. And when that search is gone, you stop. Some of you act like you've already heard this. So uh, he started preaching. And uh, he preached for an hour. And his wife's sitting out there going. And it went up to an hour and a half. And finally he stopped. And so after the service, she said, Honey, what, you didn't do what I told you? Did you put that search in your mouth? And he said, Well, honey, I, I thought I did. Um, he said, But you, you, you remember you worked on my coat last week? And he said, Instead of reaching in this pocket with search, I reached on this side and there was a button. And so he said, I sucked on that button for an hour and a half. He said, that's the longest search I've ever put in my mouth. So I don't have one tonight, so but I'm going to try to keep it right. So <laughs> I love to make people laugh. I love, to, I love to hear you laugh. I've got other funny stories I could tell you. but 1 Corinthians 15. And I'm, I, I brought my King James Bible. I have different ones I use, but uh, I want to read this, starting with uh, uh, verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, and by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign, verse 25 says, till he hath put all enemies under his feet. How many can say Amen. And he says, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. I'm ready for that to happen. I want to see the tears disappear. No more dying. Praise the name of the Lord. I've had loved ones to go on to be with the Lord, and I'm glad they're there, but I still miss them. I miss them. 
1989, an Armenian earthquake took place. In four minutes, it was so devastating that 30,000 people died in that earthquake. Moments after, a father raced to an elementary school to try to save his son. This is a true story. Looking at the rubble, he remembered a promise he had made to the child. He said, no matter what happens, I'll always be there for you. Did you hear what I said? Can you relate that to the Lord? You see what I'm doing, don't you? No matter what happens, I'll always be there for you. And driven by his promise, he began to pull back the rocks and the debris. And uh, other parents arrived and began to say, it's too late. How many know we're always going to have people that do that? Uh, When Jesus was about to raise the young lady that had died, remember there were mockers in the room and What did he do with them? He put them out. You say, well, that was rude. (laughs) Well, you tell Jesus that he's rude. He put them out. Unbelief, it's called. Because unbelief will hinder. Give up. He's gone. But the father refused. Eight hours. Sixteen hours. He dug 32 hours, he's still digging. 36 hours, he cannot find the child. He dug, he clawed, his hands were raw and bloody, but he refused to quit. I'm just going to enter here and say, I am so glad that we have a Heavenly Father that didn't give up. Jesus stayed on the cross till it was accomplished. And I asked my wife the other day, and I've heard the question asked, and uh, some of you may disagree, but I agree. I truly believe, believe so much in Jesus that if there would have been one lost soul, one on this earth, he would have still went to Calvary. Amen. Just think about that. I'll hit some of y'all later tonight. I love to say things that that I know that later on y'all are going to go home and then the midnight you're going to wake up and go, oh, I understand now. (laughs) After 38 hours of digging, moving stones, he heard his son's voice. He called his son's name. And a voice came back and said, Dad, it's me. Just a whimper, but he said, it's me. And then the son said some priceless words. He said, Dad, I told the other kids not to worry. I told them, if you were alive, you'd save me. You made a promise. And when you saved me, they would be saved too. Not just one person. Jesus said He's not willing that any should perish. He wants everybody saved. I can tell you right now He does. Is everybody going to be saved? No. 
but he still died for them. All the thief had to do was change his mind and say, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I messed up. I, I, I said the wrong things. Lord, I want to I I be in glory too. And I believe not just one, but both of them could have gone. But he didn't. How horrible. He said, because you promised, no matter what, I'll always be there for you, Dad replied. Always. God has made the same promise, but much better, as you know. He says, I will come back. Jesus is coming back. And I feel that it's very soon. All the pestilence that is going about in the world today that was prophesied would come. This corona uh, disease. And, uh, but I want to say something that I'm not afraid. I will not let Satan overtake me with fear that I'm going to come down with this. I think we need to be careful, but it's pestilence. And that's a sign, a definite sign of the end of time. Jesus is coming soon. Very soon. And I could tell you many other things that are taking place at this very time that uh, indicates that very thing. There's a lot of Jews that's coming back to the homeland. The Bible prophesied that. In the last days, the Jews would return home. I told Janelle here a while back, I said, you know, I got to thinking about this. and I said, that's a marvelous thing because... A lot of these Jews that have gone throughout the country, <laughs> I feel, hallelujah, uh, so many of them have found Christ. <laughs> Jesus knows what He's doing. And they're going to come back, come into Jerusalem, and they're going to be able to share with their relatives. Hey, let me tell you what happened to me. Because let me tell you, there are so many of the Jews over there still to this day that have not received Christ. I was privileged to go there. I was sent there by my church. And there are certain streets that you just don't drive down and they know who you are. If they think that you are a Christian, to this day, they will throw rocks at your car. So, Craig, we didn't drive down them streets. How horrible. But uh, things are going to change. How many believe that? If you would now, please go from uh, that passage of Scripture to Second uh, Timothy chapter 4. I've got to watch the time here. I've spent some time. but Where is that search? Okay. <laughs> there you go. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verses 5 through 8. But watch thou in all things, as Paul is talking to Timothy, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For he says, I'm now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I've finished my course. And I have kept the faith. There are many of you who can quote that by heart. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, 
but unto all them also that love His appearing. That love His appearing. These are the words of Paul. Paul had preached in the ministry and done great things, great miracles, as you know. I believe that we can parallel time events of this present world with the Apostle Paul's life, his life before salvation, as he had many killed in the church, his conversion, thank God, uh, I heard one preacher say, uh, well, he was one preacher that got knocked off his donkey. Yeah, some of y'all find out about that later. His work, his dedication, his accomplishments, his departure, and his death. According to biblical timetables, everything indicates that our departure is at hand. Folks, I'm, I'm serious. I don't think that even Christians realize how soon it's going to be. Jesus said He's coming back. Not just in a song, but in the Word of God. I'm coming back. We can stand on that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Don't let the devil talk you out of it or make you believe something else. No, He's not going to come back. He had not come back yet and look what's going on. Jesus is coming back. I love saying that. I, I got to tell you this real quick. Uh, we had we had retired to go to bed one night, and we lived in Forreston, Texas. And I, I don't know, I dream, I guess, a vision, whatever. But uh, all of a sudden, it hits. It's just hard, it's hard to explain. Uh, we're asleep. My wife's snoring a little bit, and. Uh, <laughs> But you know, the thing about her snoring, her snoring puts me to sleep. So, it's wonderful, you know. In fact, when I don't hear it, I reach over and, are you asleep? I don't know what I did. Oh, pick up this bottle here. Uh, and all of a sudden, I felt like a vacuum. Just, and I hollered out, and I said, in my dream, I said, Janelle, it's the rapture. I mean, it was so, so wonderful. And, and yes, she did go up. So. <laughs> hey, we have fun as a couple. You know, you, you, you know, if you don't have fun, come on. Loosen up, you know. And I told her about the next day. Well, that's the first question she asked me. She said, well, did I go up? And I said, I, I, I believe you did, yeah. I mean, the Bible does say two sleeping in bed and one should be taken, one be left. I, so, I mean, I am the preacher, you know. So, Okay, let me, let me get back. This is not a message of fright, but of joy for the Christian. In verse 5, Paul said, Timothy, make full proof of your ministry. And Paul did this as the teacher to carry through to the end, to fully perform. Full proof of Paul's ministry concerned the validity of his ministry. Proof is souls being saved. And saints growing in grace and knowledge 
of Jesus Christ. My, how, how many miracles. Truly a man of God. First, they didn't believe Him. But in time, they did. In verse 6, Paul is saying what all Christians should be able to say. I'm now ready to be offered up. Can you say it? If you can't say it, search your heart. I'm ready to be offered up. I'm ready to go. Because I know what awaits me. Heaven is awaiting me. I'm not going to some island. Uh, you know, I'm not uh, or going on a cruise ship. I'm not doing that anyway. They're all contaminated now. So if you've got tickets, you better think about it, okay? God does give us wisdom. And this, this disease, I mean, it's, you know, it's not over with. Some say when the summer comes, it'll go away. We have a saying in Texas. Oh, I am in Texas. <laughs> no. Baloney. Satan is out to destroy mankind. And he's definitely after the Christian. The target's on our back. I'm now ready to be offered. This, this presents an Old Testament term, a drink offering being poured out upon the sacrifice about to be offered up. Only Paul, who considers himself the least of all saints, could write in such deep humility. Ready signifies that the Holy Spirit had already told Paul that the time had come. Paul was aware. How many are glad that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit back? Amen. Oh, I'm so glad. I don't want to be without the moving of the Holy Spirit. I want His presence. And when I get to heaven, I'm going to see the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Yes, I am. Three in one. Hallelujah. And I know, you know, our little old finite minds can't understand some of these things. But if it's in the Word, I believe it. Hopefully we can say, I'm ready if the Lord Jesus should call me. The time of my departure is at hand. Paul's work is over. The Emperor Nero could not have taken his life until God permitted Death for the Christian is the loosening of the bands that confined us to this present world. Paul, no doubt, had taxed his fragile body and sensitive spirit. He was beaten so many times. It was just a part of his life. Encountered lifelong opposition. Derisional probably at times. Persecuted from those thought to be his friends. Shipwrecked. Imprisoned. Oh my goodness. And it's amazing. Sometimes it seems like we just can't get people to worship sometimes. But we find a man here that was in prison, but he worshiped the Lord while he was there. He even sang songs. Hallelujah. Praise God. From the world's point of view of Paul, he had given up so much and gained little beyond trouble and disgrace. It's no doubt that people made fun of him accused him, ridiculed him. But that did not deter Paul at any time. It should not deter us as Christians in living for God. Our testimony should not change. I have been saved. Okay, I'm going to brag a little bit. I was saved when I was nine years old. 
I looked at that old preacher, J.C. Hibbert, at Gospel Lighthouse, Dallas, Texas, and one Sunday morning, I thought, I had that little thought of a boy. I thought, Debbie, I, I don't have what that man has. Woo! But, but, but about 30 minutes later, I did. Gave my heart to Jesus, and one little week later, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you something, I hadn't got rid of them since. I still got them. I still want the Holy Spirit working in my life. We pray together. We pray in tongues together. The Holy Spirit is necessary. And as the pastor said, if you listen, praying in tongues. Devil don't know what you're saying. That ought, that ought to encourage people to be filled with the Holy Spirit and the evidence of the tongues. Thank God, a prayer, a beautiful prayer language. The devil's over there scratching his old horny head there. Saying, what are they saying? They can't figure it out. The demons are saying, come on, what's going on? I don't know. Man, I love to pray in tongues. And if you're not doing it enough, do it. Praise the Lord. Paul is, like I said, to the world he was a failure. But yet, despite all this, Paul is triumphant. He makes no claim to be above human infirmities and human emotions. He's, willing, he's, he's aware of dangers both of body and soul. But he measures the troubles of time by the glories of eternity. Every Christian should do this. And I'm, I'm, I'm hurrying here. Romans 8 and 18 says the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed to us. Can you say amen? amen. Should be translated, I have fought the good fight. Verse 7, fought a good fight. Should be translated, I have fought the good fight. The A in the English translation is unwarranted for it makes Paul look egotistical. Should be the. Paul fought his fight with sin to a finish and resting in a complete victory. Not with flesh and blood. How I many know we don't fight against that? When we can finally get it through our heads that we don't fight against each other, we'll be so much happier. Well, you just don't understand, Brother Ed. Uh, I meet some people, they just need to be told off. Right? <laughs> Amen. I'll move on. That's not what we're fighting. We're fighting the devil. You say, well, they're acting like the devil. Well, but you're still fighting flesh and blood. And God warns us about that and says not to. It won't get, it, get us anywhere. Verse 7, he said, I finished my course. Crossing the finish line, now resting in the, in the gate. I, I said this this way. I said in the gate. Not goal, but gate. Uh, it's like the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
That's not to be a goal. It's to be a gateway. Go through that gate and continue to move in God and do great things. Forget the goal part. You know. Crossing the finish line. All of us has a des- designated course. The toils, sorrows, and suffering and rejections and are now forgotten in the assurance of a task well done. Finishing, fulfilling the ministry committed to Paul in us. How? Being faithful to the message of the cross and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Never compromise the truth of the Word of God. He took His message to the world. It's recorded that He stood before a Roman emperor. And when He got through speaking about Christ, and you've read it, some of you have, that Roman emperor said, you know what, Paul? You almost persuade me to be a Christian. Do some of you remember that? You almost persuade me. What a persuasion. Praise the Lord. We ought to have that persuasion. Amen. I think our pastor has that. He has that persuasion. Praise the Lord. In fact, here lately, it's just a... You know, I listen to what he says. I write a lot of things down and... And uh, we'll be doing something. I don't know, Janelle. And I we 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 do everything. Cut trees. We, you know, we, we act like kids. And she or I will go to do something. And so I do what Pastor said in one of his sermons. Don't do it. Some of y'all remember that. Don't do it. Don't go there. I love that sermon. I told Debbie that somebody that he preached that, I leaned up and I said, do you, do you know who was hollering across the waters? Debbie says, no. I said, it's probably that woman's ex-husband. <laughs> well, don't do it! I've been there! I know her! So I'm telling you tonight, don't let, don't, don't let God slip out of your hands. and Don't let His Spirit grow dim. Don't do it. Keep alive in God. And this right here helps you to stay where you should be. With a man of God preaching like he preaches? My goodness. And he, he didn't pay me anything to say this. He's good. He is. He says things It's like, we're... Where'd you hear that? Where'd you come up with that? I could have preached this years ago, you know? My goodness. He's good. He took his message to the world. As I said, he was a master builder of the church as we know today. And I'm fixing to close. A crown. Is a reward for lifting up the righteous Jesus, the righteous judge. And Paul said there's not going to just be a crown for me, but for everybody that desires it and lives for Him. There will be a lot of crowns, amen? To all that love Christ appearing. I, sometimes I just stop and say, Lord, I, I, I can't hardly wait for Your appearing. I'm looking. I look at, Janelle and I look at clouds sometimes and I say, Janelle, look. That could be it. 
See that hole in that cloud? You say, we all are goofy. Well, we know that. <laughs> I mean, we're characters. I mean, we have a lot of fun. I said, yeah, but it could be. She said, I know it. And of course, she sees different things in clouds sometimes. You know, horses and pigs. And Look, that cloud looks like a pig. <laughs> when I got this and I got me a winner. <laughs> never, never know what's coming up. We wake up in the morning and I and I and I and she'll take her hand over and hit me with her hand. Like, what are you doing? So I just hit her back. <laughs> I guess that's our way of waking each other up, you know. I mean, because being old people, we sleep a long time. But I don't want to oversleep and not be in church. Because as sure as I miss church, the pastor's gonna say something real good and I won't hear it. I think we ought to feel that way about church. I don't want to miss church. Because we got a preacher that preaches the Word. I, I mean, I hadn't been here that long, but I hadn't heard anything that I feel he's off track. Nothing. He's on track. And uh, if he is, well, I drove by his house the other day, so I know where he lives. <laughs> I found it, Debbie. <laughs> this is not the beginning of earthly times. This is not the summer of earthly times. And I'm closing. This is the closing of this present world as we know it. And the revealing of a new world. Woo! I can't hardly wait. Hallelujah. Are we ready for our departure? Are you keeping the faith until the trumpet blasts? You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it. Hopefully you are fighting the good fight. And you know, for a long time when I read that Scripture that He shall come so fast, He'll come in the twinkling of an eye. It did not say in the blink of an eye. It says a twinkle. Ever seen light hit a person's eyes and it twinkle? Wow. So you're not going to have time to say, Oh God, I'm sorry. I hurt my wife's feelings. No, it's over with. I mean, twinkling of an eye. We need to be ready. Praise the Lord. Be ready. And I know I'm probably preaching to you like you're a bunch of old dead out sinners. No, I'm just trying to encourage you tonight. Because we all have our little times. Devil, The devil will plummet us and 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 we need encouragement. We need encouragement. Encourage your pastor. Okay, I gotta say this too. I know I've got two minutes. Um, man, when you encourage your pastor, and I know something many of you do. Many of that's not here they do. Um, I started to say calling, but that, that's that's real old, so I know. Text him sometimes. Pastor, I love you. I appreciate you. And I hope some of you do. Let him know. Send Linda a card in the mail, you ladies. Just go get her a little card and send it to her. Is it okay that I say this from one pastor? You'll never know what it means. 
encouraging. This little lady, Petey, in the church, she would go on vacation, bless her heart. She'd leave all of her ties, be put in the offering before she left. She was precious. But every Sunday morning when they were gone, she'd call me before I preached. I'd be in my office. She said, I just want to call and let you know we're praying for you, baby. She called me baby. And uh, man, I felt like a giant. I could hear her husband in the background saying, get off the phone. (laughs) He's got to preach. Don't bug him now. She said, leave me alone. I mean, she was precious. Broke my heart when she passed away, but yet I knew where where she was going. She wasn't bashful. We don't need to be bashful Christians. My favorite thing is asking people if they know the Lord. I love doing that. Just meet somebody and say, do you know the Lord? And, and, and this, this is what you'll get sometimes. Or I do. They'll say, oh yeah. I said, really? I said, well, how do you know Him? Well, He's the man upstairs. I go, who? That's when I play real dumb. Who? Who's the man upstairs? You live in a two-story house? What? I mean, I just drive it home with them. Well, no, you, you, you know. I said, no, I don't know a man upstairs. Well, well, the Lord. Oh, you're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. And most of the time, a lot of times, they don't know Him. Because everybody that says they know God... There's a lot of them that don't know Him. I make it a point to ask them. But I go just a little bit deeper with it to find out, do they really know Him? Do they really know Him? You say, well, that's none of your business. Oh, yeah, it is. I was was given a degree by the Lord a long time ago. And it was LLDD. Any of you know what that is? I'm a long-legged devil disturber. God gave me the ability to do this. I'm so happy about Jesus and happy tonight that I want people to know. I don't care if they're behind a cash register. I don't care if their feet are sticking out from under a car. I don't care. Do you know Jesus? He's coming. He wants to help you. And then some of them will go right off and tell you what problems they have. Oh man, i got some problems. I said, well, Jesus can fix it. Man, you don't know what it's going to develop into. I love doing it. I hope you will too. Hopefully you are fighting the good fight. And you will have finished on this earth what God set forth for you to do. The Bible says in Thessalonians, Christ will descend with a shout, the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. And I'm closing. The dead in Christ shall rise first. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds, in the air, we shall ever be with the Lord. How many are looking forward to that? Amen. I hope this little message has blessed you and helped you. And-